Stacy Adams. What time is it? Little cute guitar player, make your mama proud. I want all of Detroit City to stand up, clap your hands. All right, you Polaroids, stay in time with the drummer. Yeah, baby, don't be so mean.
Gone and walk, Terry.
ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Well, it's been a long time since we rock and roll, people. What's happening out there? Yes, yes, Vince Wright. On a cold, chilly Minnesota evening here, a nice, uh, somewhat nice fall night here. But I am the sports governor coming to you live and direct from the Situation Room here, as Tree says, at the Lakeside Chateau executive mansion here thank you guys for joining me for a very special late night edition where we're gonna tear it up we're gonna get funky new president elect coming up i haven't even talked about my cubs because of scheduling situations we didn't have a show obviously this past tuesday with election night uh the gov is a political i kind of you know um, call myself a, uh, a pseudo political scientist. So I'm into all the politics, you know, regardless of party. And I like breaking down the numbers and doing all this fun stuff. But yeah, man. So I was checking out election night like the rest of us and obviously did not see uh, the Trump train coming. But we definitely going to talk about that. Uh, we got college football. I see Bama Boy out there in the chat room. Roll Tide Roll, as he would say, his squad. Uh, got a game tomorrow. Uh, the Gophers. I'm going to talk about the home state team here. My Minnesota Gophers got a chance to pull off a win down in Nebraska and, and, uh, keep some hopes alive with their season. And man, college basketball's back. That's right. I'm watching, uh, we got the game going right now here on the, uh, one of the monitors. We got, who do we got? Oh, and Indiana and Kansas Armed Forces Classic. So, um, we're going to talk a little college basketball and the Gophers played tonight. They beat the University of Louisiana Lafayette. So, man, we got all kinds of stuff. We're going to get into this chat room here. Matter of fact, let me uh, say what up to the early ariser, arrivers here on Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. I got to say what up to my XSquad affiliates out there as well. That's right. Stand up. And first in the building, you know him as Christopher Tracy, a.k.a. Team Broadcasting, Togo in the house. What up, Togo? And new X-Squad affiliate, my main man, making his first, uh, his uh, maiden voyage here in Sports Done Right, I believe. I got to say what up and check out his show as well on Spreaker. And um, you can find out information on his show through xsquadaffiliates.com as well. Got to say what up to Stacy P. What up, sir? (laughs) 
Yes, sir. And out in their playing in Pearl Harbor here, we got the third ranked Kansas Jayhawks, fifty-four to fifty-two over the eleventh-ranked Indiana Hoosiers. So, college basketball off and running. All right, who else we got in this chat room? Here are the uh, House of Representatives, as the Gov likes to say. Up uh, oh, the the aforementioned three-three-four Bama boy in here. What's up? No Bama ready for that game tomorrow. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from South Beach herself, says right, Miami, Florida. Gotta give it up for the one and only, the lovely Mocha Bella. What up, Mocha? Mocha, you can't be a grandmother. You don't look like you're older than 30, girl. And yeah, America by Prince there, Stacey P on the song. So make sure you check that out. Uh, the one and only J.B. Jennings in here late night with the Gov. What up, J.B.? <laughs> I got to say what up to my main man. I uh, had a very good show earlier today. Uh, the one and only. He is the, the chief engineer of the Underground Railroad, the train running full steam ahead. Lots of good points, lots of good stuff on the election, on the sports weekend coming up. Good NFL takes from that ninja. What up, sir? And all the way from the other side of 35W down in Dallas, Texas, he is the host of the BS3 Sports Report. Y'all, make sure you check out Ben's show tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock Central. He's going to be breaking it down, all kinds of Dallas info. He's a big Tar Heels fan as well, so he's got some ACC love and whatnot. But, man, Ben is in the house, host of the BS3 Sports Radio Show. All right, man, let's just get to it here because we're going to have some fun. We're going to be playing some local Minneapolis music, man. Going to be celebrating that Minneapolis sound tonight. Prince, The Time, Janet Jackson, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Influence, some, maybe some SOS band, all kinds of stuff coming that way. Funky Town, man, some Tom Tom Club. We're going to have a lot of fun here late night on Sports Done Right because we're going to be all over the place, man. Um, like I said, I come more from political analysis on this election, so I'm going to get into the numbers, the whys, the house, uh, Hillary lost this thing, why Trump won, um, regardless of the personal feelings. And, and, and trust me, I'm not trying to, <laughs> I was going to use the term whitewash over anything, but um, th- that's where I'm going to come from because there's some really interesting stats that were at play here at this on this election. I don't know, man. Trump's going to be president-elect. I I wish him well, I guess. I mean, I don't know, man. It's all on Trump. Uh, You know, he can set a conciliatory tone and and take this thing very seriously because here's the thing. There is a chance here that if he actually does do good, it should help either more independent candidates, third-party candidates, and really start breaking up the monopoly, man, on this – uh, two-party system that has now just literally got a chokehold on our uh, political process in this country, man. So um, we're going to get on, into that in a minute. Like I said, we got a good game going here uh, tonight. Indiana and Kansas playing out at Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. 
59-56. Kansas is up. Gophers won earlier tonight as well. Um, and we got Nebraska tomorrow. Gopher fans, what y'all thinking? I know what I'm thinking, man. I think the Gophers, uh, especially if uh, Armstrong isn't playing, uh, I think well, you definitely got a shot. And I don't see why not. You know, uh, maybe it'll be one of those games where our quarterback, Mitch Ladner, actually shows up and uh, uh, performs here for a change, man. So, all right. Uh, everybody in the chat room just kind of saying what's up to everybody else. I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys taking a little bit of uh, time out of your evening here, especially all the folks out in the West Coast, because I know we rolling up on the midnight hour. But we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about this election. I'm going to really be in the chat room tonight because, folks, I ain't got no notes in front of me. Um, I got my little Internet. I got my tablet. So I'm going to keep you up to date on some scores. But, man, this is going to be a show driven by you guys. So get them topics out there. JB Jennings says Minnesota terrible in everything. Oh, JB, come on, man. You got to stop that. We are not terrible in everything. But we are going to talk about them slumping Vikings. I was at that Detroit game. A uh, friend of mine, want to say what up to Lynn Newton. I want to thank her for the uh, invite as well. Uh, eighth row seats in the new stadium was very, very nice. And the stadium is funky, man. The stadium is tight. And uh, the Super Bowl is really going to look good in that stadium and the Final Four of the year after that here in a couple years. Uh, Minnesota's got the Final Four coming as well. That Ninja, JB, they whoop much. <laughs> oh, don't, don't delete it, Ninja. Don't delete it. Ninja was, going to the, was referencing some pond hockey, taking that shot up here at the great state of Minnesota. Come on, Ninja. <laughs> oh, nah, what are we doing? Yeah, that's what we want. Wrong, wrong, wrong affect. <laughs> Ninja over there tripping, man. Pond hockey's huge up here. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they whoop much ass in pond hockey. Uh, no, no, no. They whoop ass in regular hockey. That's about it, man. Um, NBA tonight, man. We got it's all back. We're going to talk Cubs. But tonight in the NBA. What we got here? Give you a little score update. Philly 109-105 over Indiana. Philadelphia with their first win, so they're 1-7. Job well done there. Cleveland 7-1, off and running again. The Cavs 104-94 over a 2-6 Washington team. Toronto 113-111 over Charlotte. Both of those teams are 6-2. Another final we got here, Utah over Orlando 87-74. Jazz off to a 6-4 and four start. Orlando struggling a little bit at 3-6. and six. We'll see what shakes from the Raptors there. And Jersey, where you at, man? New York going down big to the Boston Celtics, 115-87. to 87. Knicks off to a 3-5 and five start. Boston putting the wood to them tonight. And we have another final. The Clippers have beaten the Oklahoma City Thunder 110-108. Clippers, man, Clippers off to an 8-1 start, y'all. What do you think about that? Is this going to kind of be the year, maybe? The Clip can do something, the Clip joint. Got Detroit 86-96. to They lost to the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs again, man. Popovich got them playing. Popovich also not too happy with this election. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. He had a couple very interesting quotes there and um the lakers off to a good start five and four um they're going to be playing tomorrow night and i'm you know i i've really liked early what i've seen from the lakers um they seem to be playing hard for the coach walton out there 
Uh, he seems to be running some nice schemes. I watched their game last night where they beat Sacramento. And we're, by the way, a fun game to watch, man. Lakers are are by no means back by any means, and the Gov ain't saying that. And again, this is Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. And um, I'm not saying that by any means, folks. Y'all know that. But what I am saying is they're fun to watch early this season. I don't know if it's going to keep going that way. But we're going to see. So props to uh, Coach Walton out there again, 5-4. and four. A lot of fun to watch. He's got some young guys out there. And uh, we'll see if they buy in and see what happens here over the next couple years out there in L.A. Uh, Team Broadcasting, Gov, how are you and the First Lady letting you on the air so late on a Friday? Man, the, the Gov is the Gov, Togo. You know, you, know, you got to know better than this, man. I set the rules in the executive mansion. I got the security detail. I got the motorcade. It's all about the gov. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's what Angie would say about it anyway. But yeah, man, no, I'm just chilling, just chilling. Um, and then, re- and really, the reason, folks, that I wanted to get on the air tonight for a little bit and hang out with y'all is mainly this new job's kicking my ass. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of doing a, a new gig here with the company, and it's actually taking me more to uh, almost second shift type of hours. So. Uh, I'm not able to listen to Doug in the morning live. I can, um, I'm can. i not able to listen to the rest of the shows, uh, the guys that do the afternoon shows. And that really bums me out because I got to catch everything on demand. And there's only so many hours in the day, as we all know. And it's just tough, man. It is just tough. And speaking of the First Lady, I see Angie Wright has joined us, my beloved wife. The First Lady is too tired to bother. Yeah, that sounds about right. Welcome, my love. Hey, thank you, JB. I appreciate it. New gigs going very well, man. Um, should be very big things. Um, hopefully some life change and money for the gov in all honesty. So, uh, there are sacrifices that have to be made. And then one of those is listening to the shows during the day. It just cannot happen. But anyway, uh, appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the love. JB Jennings says, Angie said she lets you do it or let me do my show. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, <laughs> nah, man. Angie don't have no say. Angie, and, and actually, this is pretty late for Angie to be up. Angie is a early bird when, when it comes to bedtime. So I'm actually surprised she's even hanging out, checking out her husband um, on, on the mic here as well. But let's let's start talking about this election here a little bit. Uh, you know, we are such a divided nation, man. Um, as we've seen here, it's been a rough few years for America. Um, cop killings of, of black unarmed youth that that we've seen now for the past few years. Um, disenfranchised white folks who, you know, are, are definitely upset with the way things are going. Disenfranchised black folks <laughs> that are upset disenfranchise a whole lot of people that have been upset um you know we got a lot of people who you know thought they knew this election and it has been uh it's it's been a tough one it's been a tough one because this one more so than not has really gotten to the the fabrics of a lot of people a lot of friendships i mean in 
We've seen these Facebook posts, people deleting friends and family members and all kinds of stuff like that, which I think is kind of nonsense. And I'll touch on that in a second. So I got to come at this, like I said, from the analysis. So I'm going to speak to my conservative friends. I'm going to speak to my ultra liberal friends. And I call myself an independent. I've been on both sides of this issue and whatnot. But man. Okay, so here we go. To the conservatives out there, Trump won. I know a lot of you are happy, but you got to realize that the pain is is real because of how he ran his campaign, what he said. I mean, a lot of very, very, um, to to put it very mildly, just vitriolic statements from, from the leader of the Republican Party. And I get that. And I get it why people are upset and, and, and some are scared. I get it. I also get um, for my conservative friends that a lot of, the, <laughs> let me say this, not a time to gloat. And I, and I am actually glad that a lot of my friends that are conservatives that I do know have have taken that um, to heart, it is not a time to really gloat and aha and this, this and that, because we are truly divided. We're getting more divided by the day in this country, and nobody really wants to talk to each other anymore. Nobody really wants to get outside of their bubble. Nobody wants to talk, especially if we disagree. If you disagree with, that's what's really kind of killing it here. Nobody wants to talk to people that disagree with them. I know. We say we do, but a lot of people don't, man. A lot of people don't want to do it. And because of that, I think uh, the pundits, the pollsters obviously got this thing wrong because they didn't want to go into rural America and figure out that there is a, a, a voice of people. And granted, this voice of people, I don't look. I'm not going to sit here and say every Trump supporter is a racist that, that, because that's just not true. Now, because of what Trump said, people who did have racist views and people who did uh, have uh, very nationalistic views, let's say, could, could clamp on to what Trump said and, and use it for their own uh, whatever. You know, North Carolina, they got a KKK uh, rallies having a Trump victory party. Now, if Trump had any sense and his people and his campaign, they would come out and just, you know, denounce this bullshit. And I hear you, Mocha. It's going to be a long four years to come. It's going to be very interesting. Damn right about that. So we're going to see what happened. I want to say what up before I continue here, because I want to get into Hillary a little bit, because I think she's really... Um, the one here that I think she's the main reason she ain't where she wanted to be. But let me say what up to Mr. R.C. Ronald Cameron from Duluth, Minnesota, Minnesota Mafia. What up, sir? All right, so y'all are out there. Did y'all delete anybody off Facebook? Did y'all delete uh, any followers, getting any heated... Uh, social media uh, arguments out there over this election, man. 
I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm glad it's over. It was so heated. Donald Trump said a lot of stupid stuff, man. A lot of stupid stuff. And I'm really holding my tongue here as I really want to let it fly. But I'm going to be respectful and try not to cuss too much here tonight. But that's what the, I tell my conservative friends is you got to remember what the guy said for the past 15 months. And now we've already seen him kind of backtracking on on some of the things there, the wall. Um, now he's going to apparently he wants to keep a couple parts of uh, Obamacare in place. Uh, the uh, portion of uh, where you can keep the kids on the insurance to their 26 and uh, one other provision. I forgot about that. Togo says no deleting. Um, Togo says, I think he is a conservative Democrat. Um, there is definitely Donald Trump has called himself a Democrat in the past. Is he a true Republican? Well, at this point, it don't matter because he, he won. But uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've been all over the place emotionally here the past few months, just like everybody else out there. And, you know, I, I've seen my friends out here on Facebook. You know, I had a good friend, um, you know, who, who's so broken up, she couldn't go to work. Um, I had friends that have definitely deleted people and and have made it clear that they have no problem doing that. So this has just been real interesting, man. Miss um, Mocha says, I didn't delete anyone on Facebook. I read comments, but didn't involve myself with rants going on. That was kind of like me. I think, you know, after a while, it's just, you know, you figure you ain't going to change anybody's mind. Why just throw yourself in the middle of this nonsense? But let me give you my take here, because if you follow me on Facebook, you've seen I've been throwing stats out here the past few days. Very interesting. Six million Democrats fewer voted this election. So there you go right there. And that just goes to show you that the candidate Hillary Clinton is just not an inspiring candidate. And that's how that's that's really the analysis of it. You know, people think because she's tied into Bill Clinton and all this stuff. Look, Hillary Clinton runs on her own merits and her own merits twice now, twice have gotten her a little bit short of being elected. Now, people say. Well, what about the the Comey letter and and the, the FBI leak and all that stuff? And that definitely, definitely hurt her. Make no mistake about it. Doing that 11 days before the election um, might have might have might have had some shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely behind that, because in the end, nothing happened. Now, they, at least they wrapped it up before the election, but I don't know. So I digress from that. want to say what up and oh, hold on. I've got Ninja Ninja. I got to read that. But let me get Greg in here first. The pocket passing, loving sushi eating. Cape Cod raised, white collar loving, Cobb County resident of the year, Grego, is in the house joining us on a special edition of Sports Done Right. What up, sir? Okay, Ninja, that Ninja, let me get this here. 
Man, the old gov needs his glasses. People that support Michael Vick were told they were wrong and they must stop, or excuse me, they must support killing dogs. People that supported Ray Rice were told they were wrong and they supported beating women. But people that support Donald Trump don't get held accountable for sharing his same racist views. Interesting. Interesting. You know, it's funny you say that, Ninja, as I was checking out, um, I, th- it was, I think it was CNN, and they went down to South Florida talking to, you know, obviously a lot of the Cubans down there in Miami. And it really surprised me that this Latino group, all these people they were interviewing, were basically giving Donald Trump a pass on what he had said for the past year and a half, y'all. I mean, it was really, really interesting. And I was, I'll be honest with you, I was a little shell-shocked to sit here and see all these Latino people just really blowing off what Donald Trump said. And I found it interesting that they actually liked his economic message and thought that he was the better candidate that was going to give the small business owner a better shot than Hillary Clinton. Very, very interesting and very good point there. And, you know, everybody's got solid points, too. And that's what we got to remember, too. Um, So, you know, definitely good point there by Ninja as well, because there are people, like I said, that don't like the way the country's going, don't like uh, multiculturalism, don't like other races. And there's people, like I said, because of what Donald Trump has said and how he's positioned himself, those people were able to latch on to this campaign and, and to use Donald Trump for their own purposes and Donald Trump until he denounces them and really kind of comes out and really steps up and starts denouncing groups. Um, we're going to see, we're going to see. You know, I saw my dad before work this morning and you know, my dad, old blue collar Democrat guy himself, you know, I kind of joke with him every time a Republican wins, I, I ask him when he's moving to Canada, but you know, even Pops was just like, hey, man, we'll see what happens. You know, he's like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Shoot, Pops almost 70 now. He ain't going nowhere. But, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> Ninja says he had an economic message. You know, that's the other thing, too, that you can criticize on. What exactly is his message? Now, we, we've heard the, boom, the boombastic charges, build the wall, no Muslims, all that, but didn't hear a lot of an economic message we're going to now, but we will see. We will see. Grego says they do that to be accepted and protected. Uh, team broadcasting Cubans are anti-Castro above all Republicans. Absolutely. Uh, um, Miami bred Cubans are, have always been conservative. It's pretty much, it's kind of even now, I think just because of the changing demographic and the younger uh, Cubans are a little bit more uh, blue blue leaning than red leaning, but um, the families do still have basic conservative values. And like I said, you know uh, that that group really was a big portion that he. I mean, Trump took twenty seven percent, y'all, of the of the Latino vote. All that stuff he was saying for almost two years, and he still almost took thirty percent of the Latino vote. Crazy. But something in the message resonated with them folks, I guess. With black folks, he was suspected to do literally less than about 3%, 3%, 4%. 
The man took 17% of the black vote. 17% of the black vote. He won a majority of white working class women over Hillary. Hillary, by the way, only won 54% of the women vote overall. Barely over 50%. And this is where the pundits... In, in fairness, because again, I'm more of a political scientist, so I'm just giving you analysis. I'm not picking sides here or anything. I didn't vote um, for Donald Trump. I didn't vote um, for her. As you know, I was supporting uh, the third party just as at first it started as a protest vote. But, you know, we got to get some of these third parties in here. And, you know, if they can get a certain amount of votes, they can get, you know, legal party status in the country. So that's really why I did it. All right, a couple new ladies up in here along with my wife, the first lady. I got to say what up, and I've missed this one. So good to see you up in here, Miss DDD Denise. Milk and cookies, of course. How you doing, girl? And a new name I haven't seen up in here before. So um, welcome to Alyssa as well. Thank you for checking out Sports Done Right tonight from the great state of Minnesota up here in the Twin Cities. And oh, there he is. Hey, we're going to talk Huskers Gophers here, homeboy. You know him, you love him. Broncos boy, Mr. Husker himself is in the building. What up? Thank you for chilling with the Sports Gov tonight, my man. All right, we back. Now let's 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 talk to this here in a second. Oh, my whoops, let me get my main man in here. Met him down in the ATL as well. Um he is an ex squad affiliate as uh was Denise Milk and Cookies and everybody else. I got to say what up to Mr. Mandelion. What up, dog? All right, Alyssa's up in here. And so back to this election here. So let's move it on over. So I gave you some stats there, you know, 27, almost 30 percent of the Latino vote. Hell, he almost took 20 percent of the African-American vote. And did you guys know that Donald Trump won this election with less votes than Mitt Romney? Interesting, isn't it? Democrats didn't show up. You know, I wonder how many of these protesters that are out here actually voted on Tuesday, because maybe that would have made a difference. And I know we do things on the Electoral College, and I get it because all my liberal friends are like, hey, look, she won the popular vote. You know, she's up by, I, I don't know what, what the total is at this point, maybe 100,000, a couple hundred thousand. But it's done on the Electoral College system. And until that changes, this is what you roll with. And watching that election when he won Florida, when he won North Carolina. Hell, Donald Trump almost took Virginia, man. Tim Kaine's home state. Tim Kaine is the sitting senator. And he was a former governor. And they still almost lost that state to try. Minnesota almost voted for Trump. This big blue state almost voted for, the, for Donald Trump. So beyond the emotion of it all, 
you know, there, there's a lot going on out there. Some people scared of what their country was becoming. That's, that's definitely true. But I think some people, and I think because I think of my dad's hometown in western Pennsylvania, in a county that apparently was red. Um, so I'm sorry, the first lady was just uh, showing me something here through the uh, situation glass doors. Elisa, friend of the first lady, I had to get the name right there. Thank you very much for hanging out with us tonight. Appreciate that. So anyway, back to Miss Clinton here. Just not a good candidate in the end. America is ready for a female president. It's just not Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, she didn't step up. She didn't go to Wisconsin once to campaign. Grego says, hell, the whole country did. They didn't trust Hillary. That's right. People just don't like Hillary Clinton. I mean, a lot of this stuff ain't rocket science. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of people on these shows, on all the networks, all these pundits and what to get paid, you know, this big money to come on here. And it's kind of like ESPN, you know, they got to talk. They got to fill that airtime, you know, 24 hour news cycle. But a lot of this stuff ain't rocket science, man. And people just don't like Hillary Clinton. If they did, she'd be president. Now, again. Because uh, we always have to, I always got to preface this because anytime I go in on Hillary, people think I'm for Trump. That's not the case. So again, let me say that. But man, you know, I think about my dad's hometown in Western Pennsylvania, Brownsville, Pennsylvania, back in the day, thriving coal town, steel town, you know, um, part, part of, the, of that life. And now a town that's boarded up, Literally, the whole town is boarded up in its heyday, maybe 20,000 people. This town is about 45 minutes south of uh, Pittsburgh, real close to the West Virginia border, um, up in the Allegheny Mountains. And now it's nothing. It's just nothing. A lot of drugs, a lot of drinking, a lot of nothing to do during the day. No jobs. Got to drive miles to go get gainful employment. And I think that that had a, a, a lot to do with it. And I think that that might have had a lot to do with uh, Trump getting some of these votes from black folks and from uh, other minorities, quite honestly, that obviously we didn't think he was going to get. Denise says, well, I have no comment about Alabama because it is always a Republican state. Yes, it is. Bama ain't going blue anytime soon. And I'm trying to go back here as it looks like Elisa said something here that's got some people chatting. Um, go to Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Try and see how badly those people are hurting. That's why we received a majority of the African-American vote. Now let me come back up here again. This sport's done right. We're talking politics tonight before we really get into sports and all that stuff. That ninja says, hey, Lisa, good point about the jobs leaving the country that's actually relevant as opposed to the fake outrage about so-called handouts. Hey, Lisa says people want their lives back. They voted for any chance of hope for a good life, a happy life. Yeah, very interesting point. First lady, I can't understand why people weren't as red or red at her as they were at Trump. She, there's Angie. She is pathetic. Angie is just not a fan of Hillary. 
uh, at all. J.B. Jennings, both candidates had their flaws, no doubt. But you cannot defend Trump and his feelings towards minorities and women. Very good point. See, everybody has very solid points. And that's what we got to realize, too. There's truth in a whole bunch of uh, these comments that are being said tonight, man. And that's why we're going deep in the chat room tonight. Like I said, I got no notes, so I'm going to be reading a lot of chat. If any, Oh, if anybody wants to chime in live, man, feel free to call the Gov late night, man. 651-968-0124. I'll get that number out in the chat room. Again, folks, 651 651- Nine six eight zero one two four. Uh Denise says, Well, Elisa, good luck with that wish. The states as we know it is all turned about right now. Damn, I gotta get back to work. Good luck tomorrow. All right, hey, good luck, Bama. Or Bama. Uh, Huskers. Not too much luck, but Glad you took a few minutes to hang out with us tonight. Yeah, man. We'll definitely uh be rapping about the gophers in Nebraska. And um Have a good night, my brother. So be safe. (laughs) JB Jennings, I saw a vote for Ric Flair. (laughs) Woo! Absolutely. Ninja, did you just say they voted for him because they want a better life based on what he has? Whoops, hold on. No policy, no ideas, and he knows nothing about politics. Trump got voted in because he's white and America is ignorant. You know, I, I I feel your pain, as Bill Clinton would say, Ninja, and there's 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 definitely truth in that statement, but there's definitely more to the story at play as well, man. Um, let's see here. Everybody's saying what up and goodbye to uh, Mr. Broncos boy. And I'm going to play, I got a little sound clip here. I was listening before I, I came on the air tonight. I was, you know, channel flipping, came across CNN um, what is it? Sanjay Gupta on CNN. He was on Don Lemon show. Now these, you know, Gupta has made it known. He's obviously very liberal. Um, I assume Don Lemon is, but I, you know, I don't know the guy or Fareed Zakaria. Excuse me. Who, who the hell am I talking about? So let me get this sound clip up here and what he talks about. And I hope that this recorded good. I I didn't get a chance to listen to it before the show. Let's see here. Now, what he talks about is one of the problems was elitism. Literally, folks that only live in New York, Chicago, L.A., that never get into quote-unquote flyover country, have no idea how folks live, and really look down on them almost like they're not there. So let me play this here. I want you guys to comment in the chat room and tell me what you think. Again, Vince Wright, sports governor, but we talking politics on Sports Done Right tonight. In 70 days, Donald Trump will take the oath of office and become president of a deeply divided country. Here to discuss now, Fareed Zakari, the host of CNN's Fareed Zakari GPS, which I never miss uh, on Sundays here. Uh, Here's your piece. It's called The Two Sins That Define This Election. The first sin you say is elitism. Tell me about that. Well, you know, I realized that the heart of why we, so many of us, missed what was happening and the heart of why Trump won was that he got this extraordinary rural white working class vote. That's what flipped these historically democratic states like, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin. And I thought, you know, I don't know this world. 
I feel like I live in New York. I, you know, I have a completely different world. I, I decided I needed to talk to my friends who were in that world. I read about it. And what I discovered was that, you know, this is a part of the world that the modern in post-industrial revolution has just left behind. You know, we don't think a lot about it, but these, these are people who, if you look at em, uh, employment data, so since 2008, uh, in the Obama years, eight and a half million college graduates have gotten new jobs. That is, the, the employment numbers have gone up eight and a half million for people with college degrees. For people with high school diplomas, 80,000 have gotten jobs. So they're still basically in the same recession. So this is the anguish, the pain of rural America. And then I started talking to these people and I discovered they, from their point of view, we are all looking down on them. They say, you know, the all of America, every movie, every, every song, every TV show is set in New York or L.A. or Chicago. You know, what about us? We are treated in this way that is not just flyover country, but it's like you don't even know we exist. Yeah. And what Trump gave them and what Republicans are better at doing than, than Democrats is they give them respect. He said, you know, I hear you, I listen to you. And so I felt like, you know, what the Democrats are guilty here of is a, this, the kind of sin of elitism, of thinking we live in this meritocratic society, you know, the best people rise to the top. Well, but there's a lot of people in a country, and you forget about the people who you don't see in New York and L.A. It used to be Democrats have had that demographic, and they sort of, I think, took it for granted, which is, you know, a whole other subject. But listen, I, I'm from a red state. So what do y'all think there? What do you think? Very interesting by uh, Zakaria, Mr. Fareed Zakaria. Um, like I said, Ninja, I, I agree with you with what you're saying, and, and that's definitely at play there. I mean, we can't overlook the race because he made a lot of racist statements. But I, there's definitely a lot more going on. And also because, folks, um, not only the white folks that were disenfranchised in these rural areas – I mean, hey, a lot of y'all live down south, man. A lot, a lot of folks up in Pennsylvania and, and don't know this. A lot of rural black folks as well that have been hurting for a long time. Like I said about my dad's hometown, you know, Pennsylvania, because of the the coal industry and the steel industry, and those were the jobs. Um, unlike a lot of other areas of this country, a lot of rural population is actually African American out there. You know, you go through these small towns in the western Pennsylvania and central Pennsylvania, and they have a pretty healthy black population. So I think that's also a play as well. Um, let me get into the chat room here. Elisa says, First Lady Angie, I love you. Elisa, that ninja says, America wasn't going to put a woman in after eight years of a black man, quite frankly. It was a terrible strategy on the part of, a de of the Democrats. You know, I Ninja, I actually I, I heard that same scenario played out on a couple different news outlets. Um, I watch them all. I'm, I'm always flipping channels, especially election night and especially this week. Um, so you are definitely not alone in that thought there, um, sir. J.B. Jennings says, damn Dion Lewis back. Should I get James White starting this week? A little fantasy talk. Oh, there's our buddy Greg all the. Uh, privilege upbringing on Cape Cod. Grego says one good thing about the Trump win. The pocket passer will not go anywhere anytime soon. Yes, sir. Speaking of Tom Brady. Grego, you know what we got for you, man. And we backed. <laughs> 
Oh, Greg, oh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's you something. You something. And it looks like um, Elisa and Ninja are going to be <laughs> going back and forth tonight. Elisa. Oh, Elisa is a, another Florida resident, Angie tells me. So uh, Mocha Bella, who's down there in Miami, Florida. Um, we got a couple folks from the Gator State, or excuse me, the Hurricane State, as I like to call it. She says, Ninja, they weren't. That was strategy, question mark. The women can't even be straight up about feel, feeling ill. You expect her to be straight up with you when something legitimate is going on with us? Amazing how much better are we are already globally. Putin and Netanyahu have already come out and said how much they look forward to working with the U.S., Interesting there that uh, those are the first two <laughs> kind of leaders to step up to the mic. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, we'll see. We will see. Uh, Grego, laugh out loud, Mocha. You know it's true. It's damn true. I'm in my Kurt Angle voice. Oh, boy. Wrestling talk going down. All right, folks. So like I said, we're going to have some uh, nice sounds of the, the Minneapolis sound here. Um, you know, still missing Prince, still missing, um, uh, you know, actually, you know who I really miss? I miss Prince and the Revolution, man. I was watching Purple Rain the other day, and I just miss that band, you know, that's, that's all I'm saying. So, oh, Purple, oh, by the way, Paisley Park doing very well as a uh, Graceland type museum. If you ever get up to Minneapolis, I guess you got to go check it out. I might go check it out here in a few weeks. Um, But again, it is what it is, man. Prince is gone and I can't even believe it still. Purple man gone. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more um, elections. I like the chat here. Hey, Lisa. Vince, thanks for pronouncing my name right. Have a great night. Thank you for uh, checking us out, man. Um, and th- and come back and um, chop it up with us anytime, Elisa. And Angie definitely made sure I did that, by the way, too. So um, all is good. No problem at all. So, all right, let me get in here. And we are going to check out some Purple Man here in our first break. We're going to come back. We're going to get into it some more. I'll get the uh, chat room number or excuse me, the phone number out there. And with that being said, we're going to take ourselves our first break. I will be right back. Vince Wright, sports governor. We are talking election. Donald Trump, president elect. We're going to talk a little bit more about Hillary Clinton. Um, a couple more things I want to get in on her. And then, yeah, we got sports. Uh, got a good basketball game going here. Two and a half minutes left. 82-81 Kansas on top of Indiana. Playing out here in the Armed Forces Classic in Pearl Harbor. And we got all kinds of stuff. Football to be talked about. The Vikings. Vikings in trouble, man. Offensive line hurt. Um, played The offense actually played a little bit better. Now the defense has got woes. The defense looked real tired last week. I'm going to talk about... Uh, the views I had of the game and what I actually saw with my own eyes regarding the Vikings defense. Got football going tomorrow. Big 10. Everybody's rocking and rolling. Um, Bama. Will Bama lose? 
before the ACC tournament? Probably not. So we're going to get into that. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Washington, man, the Redskins are, well, I think they're getting the Vikings at the right time, obviously. So, all right, man, let's do this. Going to enjoy some sounds of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis Sound. I'll be right back. Here's 17 Days, one of my favorite Prince Chacks. Gov will be right back. Sports done right here on Spreaker.com. Also, check us out on XSquadAffiliates.com as well.
votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. And we are back. Situation room, 19 seconds, Kansas 87, Indiana 87. And, man, this Frank Mason for Kansas is a a star in the making here. And Kansas uh, just got, oh, they just fouled him. Ooh, bad, bad move here. So Indiana will be going to the line. And, ooh, looks like that might have been all ball, but. Got called for the foul. So great game here over in uh, the great state of Hawaii. Part of the Armed Forces tip-off here. And again, sports done right, man. Great chat going on tonight. I want to say thank you to Elisa for joining us, friend of the First Lady. Um, definitely the throwing her two cents in, and that's what it's all about. Um, and that's why we're here, man. Just as long as y'all respectful of each other, man, put your, in, put your uh, two cents out there. Call in. Put it in the chat. And we will read it and we will talk about it and, you know, debate me. I'll, I'll debate you and we, we will do our thing. So, um, again, before we get to sports, let me just wrap up the election here. Because, again, um, I, while I understand, um, especially from the anti-Trump forces, trust me, I understand. But there there's a lot more going on here behind the scenes than anybody thought or wanted to give credit for. And, I, and the reason I wanted to talk about it is because the next election um, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta remember this stuff, man. You gotta remember this. It's like, you know, learning, learning. And, uh, you can't take these certain areas for granted. You gotta get out there and campaign. Remember, I just told you Hillary didn't campaign once in the state of Wisconsin. That was pretty presumptuous of her. And, and guess what? For the first time since I think Richard Nixon or no, excuse me, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. And that was back in 1984, or it might have been 88, the first George Bush was the last time that state voted Republican. So you got to get out there, man. You cannot take people for granted. Now I'm speaking as more of the political uh, hack that I am. You know, I'd, I'd be one of these uh, um, analysts out there. And that's what I, I, I would say. You, you cannot take people for granted. You know, put the emotion of everything aside for a second. I just told you Hillary Clinton refused to go to a state that she needed because she thought she had it wrapped up. See, again, that presumption. You know what they say about assume. Don't make an ass out of you and me. She needed that state. She lost it. Iowa. She lost it. These are Barack Obama states that he won handedly. North Carolina, Barack won. Trump flipped it. Florida, Barack won. Trump flipped it. So, lots going on. If you're Hillary, ooh, boy, what a concern. And that's why Hillary didn't want to do that, man. She didn't want to give that concession speech because I think she was literally out of her mind. Because you, if you watched her, if you watched Hillary go vote that morning, she thought she had it won. 
She believed the press clippings. And you can't really even blame her. To be perfectly honest with you, you can't really even blame her. And boy, to be a fly on the wall, to be in that room when she realized that Donald F. and Trump, of all people, was going to deny her the White House. A scrub coming in here talking smack, building walls, putting people down, grabbing you know what. And she couldn't even beat him, man. I'm going to get in the chat room in a second here, and I see my brother-in-law, Angie's brother, Jeff Paul, up in the mix. What up, sir? And the Gov's just being real with you, man. Look, I, I got no dog in this fight, man. I ain't trying to be pro anybody. I'm just telling you the numbers and, this, and the real deal, because a lot of times you don't have to overthink this stuff. The country has made it quite evident now through two major elections that they don't like Hillary that much. I think we are definitely ready for a female president. It just was not going to be her. 334 Bama Boy Grego, the same person who got the Stone Cold Stunner is now proud. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Isn't Trump in the WCW or WWE Hall of Fame or something for his uh, WrestleMania escapades? The the president-elect. Oh, my God. Bama boy, you player of the night award, my friend. Incredible. Totally forgot about that. (laughs) Exactly. Rewind. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for that much-needed laugh, man. Because as soon as you said that, it was like it was literally right on my TV screen, Baba Boy. Angie, my wife, the first lady, highly educated minority as well, working in the male-dominated field. She doesn't scare easily. I assume we're talking about a Lisa, And that was a good chat. That was actually a good, healthy chat right there. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Her and Ninja going back and forth. Um, fairly respectable of, of, of each other, and definitely that's that's what we like to see, man. So keep it up. That's what the chat room's all about. Angie, the first lady, right? Hillary gave Bill twelve hours of nut punches. Oh, there's my wife. Absolutely, she was in tears for sure. JB, y'all, you know it, man. That's the whole reason she couldn't give that concession speech that night. Um, give her props. She actually did make the call that night, but yeah, she's like, I ain't going on TV tonight. No, uh, uh, no, no, no. How the hell did I lose to this mofo? RC from Duluth, Minnesota. Such a great city and a great state. In other news, I can't wait to see Chappelle on Saturday night live this weekend. And we are going to be playing in the next break. A tribe called Quest. That I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's yeah, well, let's let's speak on that for a minute. Dave Chappelle coming back, hosting Saturday Night Live, and what a damn week to host it. Trump is the president. Dave Chappelle's hosting SNL. I hope these writers did Dave Chappelle proper, man, because this has got to go down as one of the funniest episodes ever. 
But when Chris Rock, remember Chris Rock when he hosted it last time and didn't didn't get the best reviews, wasn't too funny, people said. So we'll see. But very, very uh, encouraged to, uh, I, I, you know, I heard one tune from the new Tribe Called Quest album, and I can't wait to check that out. But yeah, definitely real thrill to see them boys back together one last time. So I cannot wait. Check it out tomorrow night, man. I hope it is funny as hell. Uh, we all need to laugh, I think, at something right about now. First Lady says Hillary was drunk as hell by midnight. Jeez, oh, Denise Milk and Cookies, you know it, Angie. <laughs> um, let's see. Jeff says she was afraid of the glass breaking above her with trip repelling into her speech. Okay. Damn hilarious, Denise. We will see Clayton. Oh, will we see Clayton Bigsby? Arguably one of the top five funniest skits in all of skit TV history, Living Color, SNL. Man, Clayton Bigsby, Black White Supremacist, I think is <laughs> the official title, was well, something else, man. So, I yeah, I can't wait, RC. I cannot wait, man. So, all right, man. So, yeah, that's enough about the election. Uh, we, we could go on all night about the who's, the what's, the ifs, the who shoulda, woulda, couldas. Um, it is what it is now, man. So, uh, I, I, I will say this to the president-elect as the sports governor. I, I hope he truly starts practicing what he preaches from what he said Tuesday night. Of course, he's going to come out and say all the right things, but we'll see, you know, because quite honestly, a lot of times Donald Trump was a um, pretty liberal Democrat, man, (laughs) and then donated to a lot of causes and put a lot of money and did a lot of things. So we'll see. I ain't holding my breath for nobody, but we'll see. And with that being said, uh-oh, Angie says, I think the Gov and I will be having drinks and watching SNL. I think so, too. Grego says, poor old Bill Clinton. Man, you, you know Bill Clinton was looking back at them interns, man. You knew he couldn't wait to get back to the White House. Big Bill with all the hiding spots, man. Oh, Big Bill disappointed. I'll say this, though, about Big Bill. Big Bill, 70 years old now. He's up there as well. He had the heart operation. You know, he had that heart issue. And ever since then, man, Big Bill has lost a couple steps. Now, he came out back in, in, uh, what was it, 2012, gave a hell of a speech at the convention, really helped put Obama over in that convention with the country speaking. Obviously, he's over with the Democrats. He's running for re-election. But... And if, if you want to see a good political speech, go go uh, YouTube that speech by Bill Clinton. Because I'll say this, if you love or hate Big Bill, you can sit and listen to the cat talk all night long. But yeah, man, Big Bill, disappointed, really wanted to get back into that intern pool. <laughs> stop it, stop it. All right, man, so... Bill wanted back into to relive his fifties, the glory day hook. Oh God, Angie Wright. Oh, Angie out here having a ball, talking nonsense. 
Bill did quietly want to get back in there. Oh, he did, Grego. You know he did. All right. So anyway, let's let's talk a little sports here, and you know we'll get in some other stuff tonight. I hope everybody's gonna have a great weekend. I got um some from CBSSports.com. Pete Presco's column here. Pete, one of the movers and shakers on the betting scene. Wanted to take a look at a few games here. So Broncos at the Saints. Broncos are plus two and a half. He says even if corner Aqib Talib misses another game, I think Denver's pass rush was going to be the difference here, as do I. They will get after Drew Brees, slow down that top-ranked passing offense. I think Denver wins, but give them, but give me the points anyway. So Broncos got to cover two and a half. I, I actually kind of like that bet. I think you know Denver's a little pissed off right now. Might go down there and do that damage. Falcons are a pick in Philadelphia right now. So what do y'all think? Now, Pete says Matt Ryan and the Falcons will have, will have had 10 days off when this game kicks off. They're putting up big numbers on offense, and I don't think the Eagles will slow them down. Carson Wentz won't keep up. Could be easy money. Could be easy money. Grego in the chat room says Brady won't be taking his kid to the Apple store this season for the, for the White House visit should they win. Okay. And here we go. Redskins are a three-point favorite against the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to talk about this game in depth a little bit more very shortly here. But the Vikings can't protect the passer. They did better last week, as I said, but he does bring up a good point there. They can't run it. Huge running game issues right now. And and that's what I say. But And their defense is starting to break down some. No, that's more than some. Redskins coming off a bye. They're going to get all over Sam Bradford. And he says this is the easy cover. This is the easy cover of the week. The Redskins minus three at Minnesota. I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, our girls back. The very, very lovely. And oh, you got to love that picture. You know her, you love her. Wendy Whoopi back in the mix. What's happening, Wendy? We know who you are. Anyway, so yeah, the Skins minus three here against our Vikings. And, you know, let's talk about the our, our Vikings here real quick because the points that were just read in that betting analysis, everything that's wrong with our team right now. So uh, we have issues. We can't run the ball. Oh, where, oh, where have you gone, AP? And then I get it. Oh, he wasn't doing too good, to, you know, to start the season off. And I, I get that. But he's AP. I think he would have warmed up. He's AP. I think he would have found a, a way. Again, sports done right here. I think the Vikings have no running game. Offensive line played a little bit better last week. Um, they were able to give Bradford a little more time, but again, that only led to one um, touchdown drive. So we still got issues, man. Still got issues. And right now, it's it's just it's the, there seems to be that type of despair. 
Um, as I said, I wanted to tell you because, um, again, my friend Lynn, thank you so much for taking me to the game. Great seats down low, uh, eighth row, so you could really get a feel and see what was going on, man. And the Vikings defense just is tired because now they're on the field a lot. Because the offense, a lot of three and outs. Um, occasional first down, but maybe a three and out on the, on the next series. So they're on the, you know, defense is out there a lot now and they're starting to drag. And he says, you know, in here, yep. They have broken down some. So, I mean, the Eagles exploiting them, the Bears. So we're going to see, we're going to see. I mean, this is, um. Oh, yeah, and R.C., you damn right, Blair Walsh, where are you at? And, and and I get it, and I'll give Blair credit. He answers the press. He's pissed off. He knows he's blowing these games. He don't need nobody to tell him, but you got to have a solid kicker, man. You got to have a solid kicker. Now, yeah, when I was at that game and that extra point doinked off the upright dog, she. Oh, it was literally like the air went out of that place because and and people knew and the cat call started coming down from the fans right off the bat. Here we go again. You suck. You bleeping them effort, blah, blah, blah. Man, real tough to be Blair Walsh in the Twin Cities right now, y'all. And again, this is Vince Wright, sports governor. Make sure you check me out here and follow us here on the Facebook group, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, on Facebook. That's my last name. Come on in, join our private group, get your sports updates all day long. we got stories. You can put your own stories in there, talk a little crap, do what you got to do. Again, Sports Done Right space on the Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. So make sure you're doing that and make sure you're checking out the shows and all my X-Squad affiliate posse at xsquadaffiliates.com. Lots of great shows there. Kicking it with Kesey's show. Um, Kesey Ingram talking about all the trending topics of late. Um, all the culture issues, man. We got all kinds of great shows. Cooking with the Microwave from John Fisher. Jersey Vern, of course. Big Jersey. And even though he ain't in here, let's play his own home. And that's for you too, Ninja. Got to get that Ohio State music in there. All right, enough of that. We'll talk about the Buckeyes in a little bit here. But, yeah, so everything he said is true about the Vikings. Also, new offensive coordinator now with North Turner gone. So, really, the Vikings all of a sudden, you know, we're in the penthouse. Now getting real close to the ground floor on things, and we are really going to find out on this uh, Washington game here on Sunday. So another big game, we got the Steelers. We got the Cowboys. Steelers, as of now, minus three. And he says the line looks funny. The Cowboys are rolling. The Steelers are stumbling, but the Steelers are favored by three. He says, okay, I get it. Trap game. Ben Roethlisberger will get going here, so give me the Steelers. What do you think about that? I think Dak can find a way to easily beat them. I believe this game's in Pittsburgh, and that's probably where the minus three's coming from. But shoot, man, Dak Prescott, baby. Ezekiel Elliott, play his music, and I'm back from Ninja. 
All the way from Columbus, Ezekiel Elliott, man. Those two boys got it going on. Um, Tony Romo back, supposedly. Um, have a seat on the bench, in my opinion. But again, the Steelers minus three. So, um, boy, I would really jump on the Cowboys side on that one. And then, Grego, for you, here we go. We got the Patriots, seven and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. Uh, Pete says the Seahawks coming off a Monday night game and must travel across the country to face a team coming off a bye. Bad combination. Plus, Tom Brady knows how to attack that defense. Patriots take it. So, um, looks like so far Pete's got a 20 and 25 record on his prognostications. Grego says Blair in bad shape mentally. He absolutely is, but. You know, I, like I said, I give due credit. He he doesn't run from the press. He sits there and takes it. He's not happy. You can tell he's pissed off, but he answers the question. Bama boy, Gov, you need to get that million-dollar band plan. Yeah, Alabama instead of OSU noise. All right, well, I'll tell you what, homeboy. I will definitely get the Bama band for you. So the next time we got sports done right. And, by the way, I want you to know we are back Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time with the Sports and More show as well. That's right, me and DJ Dollars and Cents, also known as Reggie Lawrence, back in the mix. Going to debut on this Sunday, and it's perfect because it's going to be right in between the games. We're going to have a lot to talk about. We can rap on the college scene, and we'll get the Bama man, his Bama band. Absolutely, absolutely. I got to give props. I'm not a fan, but when you win titles like Bama, you got to make some concessions to the fans, and we're going to get you the music, homeboy, I promise. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Again, Vince right here on a lovely Friday evening here. Um, we're after the midnight hour in the East Coast, uh, 11.35 Central. Uh, for my West Coast listeners, y'all out there a couple hours behind, only 9.30 in L.A., man. Oh, I wish I lived in the West Coast. I really, really, really wish I lived on the West Coast. All right. Um, but, yeah, to finish off on the Vikings, they really got to find a way to get this Washington win. Um, it's going to be tough the way they're playing right now. It's it's just truly that simple. Um, defense really, really hurting. Harrison Smith played a real, real – he got kind of blown up last week. Hitman Harry, I call him, or everyone calls him, actually. But he, you know – the defense, especially defensive backs, have just really been getting exposed here in Minnesota here the past few games. And they got to find a way to get it tightened up. And I think it just might help if they come out and play with maybe a little little chip on their shoulder. They seem to be getting down. Um, they give up a big player too early, and it's now it's like it just kind of sets in. Oh, boy, here we go again, you know, typical Minnesota stuff, so. All right, in overtime, Kansas trailing Indiana 99-97, 34.8 seconds left. And this game has been going back and forth, man. Uh, Frank Mason here, the Kansas stud, um, really, really going to be something here at this school. But Indiana, Big Ten love, man, doing it. Oh, Greg wants to call in possibly. I'll get the number here, 651-968-0124. I'm putting that in the chat room. And there it is, my brother. Um, a little later on, we're going to talk about the Chicago Cubs. Man, I cannot believe the Cubs are the world champs. Finally. 
Oh, I never thought I'd see it. I really, you know, sometimes you just got to wonder, but they did it. We're going to talk about how they did it. Going to give Cleveland, the Indians, some props because they definitely played their asses off out there. And great World Series, man. Obviously one of the best game sevens ever. You know, the rain delay. How did that affect things? So we'll get into that as well. Um, What else is going on here? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk a little Big Ten football. Because um, there are a couple uh, games I want to talk about tomorrow. Um, Bama. Bama's got a, got an interesting game tomorrow as well. And, you know, SEC football, man. SEC football. Is it better? Because, I mean, once you get past Alabama, who knows? Also, um, again, you got, got the Big 12 going. A couple games we want to talk about there. And, you know, let's just talk about it real quick here. Let's talk about Alabama. Because <laughs> guess what? They're a 30-point favorite tomorrow against Mississippi State. Um, Alabama's won eight straight in this series. And, um, you know, obviously everybody's expecting them to win tomorrow. So that shouldn't be an issue. Um and again, this is just coming. I'm just looking at it more from the, the gambling side of things because I miss being back at the sports book out there in Vegas. Again, Vince Wright, sports governor here. That margin of victory. Vince, I think, you know, 30. It's, it's, that's about right. It's about right. But that's a lot of points. Can Mississippi State get that late garbage touchdown? You know what? Just for the heck of it, let's take yeah, let's go with Mississippi State. I take them in that thirty. You know, a lot of points, and I get it. It's going to be close. South Carolina's at Florida tomorrow. Um, I think Florida comes back big in this game. Spread on that one's eleven and a half. Um, I like Florida in that one. Um, who knows? Who knows? But um, again, on the betting side of things, now you got to yeah, eleven and a half. So that's a real interesting number there. Um, yeah, why not? Let's go with the Gamecocks there. Kentucky at Tennessee, thirteen and a half points. Ooh, yeah, I, th- I think Kentucky. Just in terms of the football game itself, I think Tennessee sends them a message. Think Lamar Jackson over in um, Louisville there has really stolen the scene from Kentucky. Well, you know the Kentucky Wildcat fans they they go through this about once every four years, y'all. You know Kentucky have a little team. You know you look up all of a sudden you know they got a nice little record and five six and two somewhere in there. It's like hey Kentucky, look at this out here in the East. Especially since Florida, you know, hasn't really been Florida here recently in the SEC East. And, you know, it's what I've been using the term is fool's gold here the past few weeks. I think that's Kentucky. Anyway, Tennessee will win that game. Got Auburn and Georgia, you know, would be a great, great get back win for Georgia. But I just don't see it. I think Auburn, who, by the way, is a ten and a half point favorite, is... um. 
is definitely going to win that game between the hedges out in Athens. And I hope Thorny Switch will still be my friend after it's over. Um, but, you know, just from a mental standpoint, the way this season has gone, I think it'd be real good for Georgia if uh, they did find a way to win that game. But if you're putting the money on it, hell no. Uh, the dogs are, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. So, you know, Georgia, by the way, um, coming off that uh, close win last week at Kentucky. Before that, they're coming off two losses um, to Florida. And obviously, um, the big one to Vanderbilt that they lost 17-16 back in that game. Um, you know, ugh, I just just don't see it, man, for the dogs. Again, we'll see if they can come back next year and get it going. Who do they end with, by the way? So, let's see. Georgia's got Auburn tomorrow or today in the East. Got Louisiana Lafayette. Again, here's one of them little games that they always kind of sneak in late in the season. And then, of course, they finish rivalry week with Georgia Tech. And who knows, man, that Georgia Tech game all of a sudden is going to be real interesting. Georgia Tech, obviously nothing um, to write home about. But, you know, Georgia's been real down here. 3-3-4 Bama Boy says, go dogs, please go dogs. <laughs> exactly. Grego says, not sure if you all would be able to hear me. Oh, Grego must be out again. That's why he's probably not calling. Grego likes to call from the bars. You know, Grego, you know, Mr. Red Carpet over there, chilling, illing, money, macking, killing, doing his thing out there in the ATL Metro. Mr. Uh, Mac Daddy. Um, but, yeah, Grego's usually on the scene somewhere, so it's kind of hard to hear him when he calls it. Yeah, exactly, as he says. <laughs> Right on, oh boy, right on. Grego's my man, though. Good dude, good dude. All right, so um, we talked a little bit about the Vikings. What do you guys think about... Oh, hold up. All right, where you at, man? We can barely hear you. What are you, what are you calling for? Grego. Yeah, can, uh, can you hear me? Barely, man. Okay, so I'm going to have to call you when I leave this place. So I just want to okay. call while the great little Yachty was playing, since y'all are always matching this new <laughs> hip-hop. I just want y'all to make sure that, uh, you know, that this little Yachty is really being played around the city of Atlanta. And I want to say, you know, to the UGA fans, uh, I'm pulling you guys this week. Uh, you know, I really am. And, you know, we, we are definitely pulling you guys uh, to win the game. Greg, oh, yeah, just call us back when you leave the joint, man. We'll be on for a little bit because, yeah, we just can't. Hear you. All right, I'll call you back. All right, y'all. That was the great Grego, by the way, y'all. Grego trying to call in here again. Vince Wright, sports governor, sports done right. Um, he was going to talk a little bit of Georgia football. Um, Georgia three and four, five and four overall this year. Big disappointment. Um, three and four in the SEC East. Uh, looks like that's going to be between Florida and Kentucky. But, uh, you know, we'll see if they can get back next week. Bama Boy says Kirby Smart will lend you Jonathan Allen, Reuben Foster, Calvin Ridley, and Bo Scarborough. Go dogs. Arf, arf, go dogs. 
All right, so yes, we talked about Mississippi State. Obviously, that should be a very um, easy win for for Bama. Number two, Michigan has Iowa tomorrow. And, you know, speaking of some Big Ten love there, it's all going to boil down to, as we know right now, Michigan and Ohio State in the East. I'm still, and as much as it pains your Minnesota sports governor to say, you know, Wisconsin sitting there at number seven, the best two lost team in the country as of right now, in my humble opinion. And by the way, Wisconsin, uh, they get Illinois. And I think that's in Madison. So, um, again, just should be an easy win for Wisconsin. So if that does happen, Wisconsin's going to move up to 8-2. and two. Ohio State, 6-1. and one. They're at Maryland. No, Maryland. Maryland's got a couple players, but you know, this is all Ohio State. So look for Ohio State to move up to um nine and one, excuse me. Louisville sitting right behind or right before them at number five. Then Washington, Clemson, Michigan, and Bama. As of right now, they're the playoff teams. Exactly, Bama boy. Grego calls straight up from the club, as he always does. As he always does, my friends. So let's do this. Um, When we come back, I am going to get into a little bit more of uh, some college football here. Like I said, we're going to talk about my Gophers. They get Nebraska down in Lincoln tomorrow. Gophers trying to look to get to um, 8-2, and I believe. And Nebraska trying to bounce back. I don't know. I'm going to jump and check out and see if Tommy Frazier. I couldn't imagine he's playing, but you never know. Um, after taking that tremendous shot in the Ohio State game that knocked him unconscious, by the way, for uh, several minutes there. Um, so we're going to talk about that. Texas A&M and their fraudulent team. Uh, one loss down to number 10. Never should have been in the top four anyway. Uh, what else we got here? We'll discuss a couple other teams I'm going to bring up here um, that may make some jumps here towards the end of the season but as of right now because of the way this is breaking out like a team like West Virginia 7-1 and they're number 11 um, it would really take um, them kind of drawing a Donald Trump inside straight for them to get into the top four but real nice season by West Virginia but anyway we'll talk about that we're going to keep the Minneapolis sound rocking and rolling here little Janet Jackson now Janet Jackson fun little story here uh, the first Flight Time studio was actually over on Nicollet Avenue. And for the local folks over on 43rd and Nicollet know, know the building. And just an old, very small um, office building. And Janet Jackson, who would stay in downtown Minneapolis, would actually take the city bus from downtown to the studio every day and, and make the record that would give you Pleasure Principle um her first album her first big album with jam and lewis until one day she decided she was getting tired of being hit on by all the dudes on the bus who by the way you know didn't i'm sure know because she wasn't janet jackson just yet but anyway um her jimmy jam terry lewis made a series of great great albums one of my favorite tunes little rock-infused black cat because of the video, which was shot locally here, I think, at the old Met Center, if I remember correctly. 
But, um, she, you know, Janet wanted to rock it up. She wanted to throw some guitar in. And, you know, it's just kind of a different different sound because, you know, we get a lot of Janet's, you know, dance jams and all this stuff. But I've always liked Black Cat, one of my favorite tunes of hers. So keep the Minneapolis sound going, Miss Janet Jackson. Sports Gov will be back. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk a little basketball. And, of course, my Cubbies. Go Cubs, go. I'll be right back after this. Keep it tuned here. Spreaker.com. Sports done right. XSquadAffiliates.com. This is your boy, KC, from the Kicking It With KC Show. And after 10 o'clock, when my wife go to sleep, I'm listening to the Spicy Conversation Show. Yes, it is pure enjoyment. No, I ain't doing nothing. Uh-uh. I was in the bathroom. Yeah. So what? No, not, no, my computer not. No, I won't, no. Okay. No tricks in 86. It's time to build. Check out the Doug Stewart Show Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Stewart Media and Entertainment Network. It's sports talk. It's guy talk. It's fun talk. Once again, that's the Doug Stewart Show. One half of the world-famous Two Live Stews, Doug Stewart. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time at StewartMediaAndEntertainment.com. Trust me. You'll have more fun than you can shake a stick at. And I got one question for you. Are you not entertained,
Votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Coming to you live from the sports mansion in the palatial estates here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. What up, what up, what up? Vince Wright, Sports Governor, back at ya. My main man, Robbie Rob. On the cool backing track. Sports done right. Late night. After dark, baby. You got Vince Wright, Sports Governor, right here with ya. What's going down, everybody? Oh, man. Good to be back with you. It's been a minute. Took uh, this past Tuesday night off, watched the election results that we talked about a little earlier here in the show. 
So um, good to be back Sunday. As I said, me and Reggie Lawrence, DJ Dollars and Cents, are going to be back here with the S&M Show, Sports and More, back Saturday, and that's, excuse me, Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Cannot wait to get back at it with a little sawed off. That's right, Reggie Lawrence. Uh, apparently having some traveling issues today, according to his Facebook feed. Um, but we will see. Uh, folks, our Minnesota Timberwolves off to a wonderful start here, 2-5. and five. Um, You know, really just more of the same Timberwolves here. And hopefully they find a way to start winning these close games. It's really as simple as that. Um, no Nikolai uh, Pekovic this year. Again, he's probably going to be sitting out, but we can't really dump him because of some salary cap issues. Uh, Ricky Rubio has been practicing. He's back very, very soon. Um, not that he's the best shooter in the world, but I guess they're a little more comfortable within him, or excuse me, with him in there running the point. So we'll see um, if he gets back here in the next game or two, which he should do, um, it sounds like. And um, oh, Miss Mocha here in the chat room. How come y'all coming back on a Sunday? Very simply, Miss Mocha. We used to do that Thursday night show, and Reggie. And I'll tell you what, um, Reggie, bless that dude's little heart, man. But that was his date night with Carla, and I, I feel I. And I guess I can say this because actually Carla talked about it on the show. Um, Carla's divorced. And her kids actually go with their father that day. So that is her and Reggie's date night Thursday. So Reggie, unbeknownst to me, was basically trying to, you know, uh, what as they say, kill two birds with one stone. And and so him and Carla would go out kind of early, come back, and he would do the show with me. And I said, nah, man, you and Carla need your night. You need your time together. You guys, you know, obviously deserve it, need their breaks. So... We just kind of came up with Sunday night, 7 o'clock, kind of right before that Sunday night game starts so we can talk um, about the games that have ended that day. We can obviously talk about some college stuff the day before. And also, you know, it's just that with my new work schedule, um, I'm going to be working till, well, basically 8 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock Central, so... Um, yeah, just life kind of getting in the way, new schedules. And Reggie's also got a new schedule and he's doing some new things as well. So it just seemed right, Mocha Bella, to take a look at moving the show. And we came up with Sunday and also on Sunday, we just wanted to be a little bit more topical as well. So, you know, we'll be able to really talk live scores, live football, really as it's happening and that'll bring a different dynamic to the show as well. And the more part of the show still going to be there. We're still we're working on lining up some guests. Um, Reggie's working on bringing in some people th- from the medical field to talk about um, insurance and, you know, um, pharmaceutical stuff and making sure that, you know, if you go down that route, making sure you're not getting uh, suckered by these pharmaceutical companies and the prices that people sometimes have to pay. But that's what's going down, y'all. Lovely Denise, thank you for your support, baby doll. Love sounds good, Gov. Absolutely. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So again, that's gonna be Sunday night, seven Eastern, six p.m. Central here as well. And um, oh, just to finish off about the Timberwolves here. So yeah, again, a slow start here to the beginning of the season, two and five, averaging one hundred and five points a game. You know, it is what it is. We'll see. 
Uh, tomorrow, they got the Clippers coming in town here at Target Center downtown. 8-1 and Clippers. And, you know, man, I wish I had. I wish I would have known about that. I might have might have checked that game out, actually. Um, and then the next game. Oh, they got a game Sunday. Well, look at this. This is very, very interesting. This does not happen. And maybe might have to find a way to get to Sunday. We actually have both of the Laker teams coming in um, this weekend. If I'm reading this correctly, is that the Clippers Saturday next game Sunday November thirteenth? L.A. Lakers at Minnesota. Wow! So that fun little Lakers squad I was talking about. Maybe I'm maybe go check them out. See if we can get some cheap seats and maybe work our way down. Maybe the Gov might have to use some of the uh, executive friendships that he's built here and uh, try and uh, get a little favor, a little. You know, pat my back, I pat yours, and get a little VIP treatment here. But, um, you know, the Wolves just really, you know, the and with Timberdon, I know it's going to take time, new coach and all this stuff, but when you're a Timberwolves fan up here in Minnesota, y'all, and you just want this team to start doing good now because it's been such a long, long, horrible march ever since the Kevin Garnett days up here. I mean, really, really has. So, <laughs> And Grego says mimes too, of course, of course. <laughs> Mocha says, man, y'all cutting into my praise and worship on Sundays. <laughs> Mocha, hey, girl, if you're still in church at 7 p.m. Sunday night, hey, I, I don't, you, you, hey, you praising. You praising them. You you taking that holy name to a whole new level, girl. <laughs> I guess that's where uh, Grego got the mimes too. Exactly. So we'll see what happens with the Wolves, man. You know it's going to take some time. We got good players. Carl Anthony Towns still balling out. Um, Tyus Jones actually been getting some playing time here with Ricky Rubio out. So we'll we'll see what breaks down. NBA is off to to a start. Um, hockey, the Minnesota Wild off to a fantastic start. Fans, uh, Blackhawks are right there on their heels. The Hawks um, had won seven in a row. I think the Hawks play tonight. We'll find out here shortly. And in that Indiana game, by the way, uh, the college game, Indiana uh, does come away with the win, one hundred three to ninety nine over the Kansas Jayhawks in a hell of a game. Um, you know, for Kansas, again, star in the making. Frank Mason the third threw up 30 points. Um, Carlton Bragg had 12. And Devontae Graham, another guard for Kansas, he threw up 16. And over for the winners here over at Indiana, the Hoosiers, who uh, I'm sure will probably have another nice squad again this year. Um, got 26. Ooh, James Blackman Jr. goes deep for 26 points for the Hoosiers tonight. Thomas Bryant, their center, uh, he went for 19 as well. So we are all from running college basketball. And that's what you got to like about college hoops, y'all. The Gov loves that stuff. Big games right off the bat. You get it a little bit in college football. But because there is a big tournament at the end of the year, college basketball teams are willing to take each other on in these first games um, of the year and play early in the year. 
And especially in these big tournaments, these kickoff tournaments, because now that's what it seems to be, too. So, um, again, Minnesota Gophers basketball, they win. Um, Our Gopher football team, let's talk a little bit about them. They got Nebraska tomorrow. Um, Again, um, Nebraska ripe for a loss at home. Last time down there, they're driving for the game-winning touchdown on Minnesota. And um, um, I forgot the player's name, but we basically stripped the ball from their running back on one of the last plays of the game. Minnesota gets it on turnovers, win the game. And I think the Gophers can win this game as well. I, again, it all goes to Mitch Leidner. If he can go down there and play competent, there's really no reason the Gophers cannot come away with the W in Lincoln, Nebraska tomorrow. And by the way, if these Gophers should win out, <laughs> they'd be in the championship of the Big Ten Conference representing the West. Um, so, But it, it does start here. You never know. But, hey, it's, it does start here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, then they come back home the following week to play a very, very tough um, Northwestern team. And then, of course, the rivalry game that ends it um, this year on the road in Madtown, Madison, Wisconsin, against the very, very hated Wisconsin Badgers. So the Gophers have no easy route. But if they were able to win those three games, they'd be the Big Ten champs of the West and playing in the championship game against, and at this point, probably Michigan or Ohio State. I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta start somewhere, right? <laughs> I go for fans, but anyway, um, you know, Nebraska um, was always overrated this year. Um, you know, I thought um, Tommy Armstrong Jr. was playing better this year. By you know, make no mistake about that. But you know, up until they went into Ohio State, they hadn't really played anybody. You know, that's that's the other thing about that school. They never they hadn't really played anybody. And, you know, before Armstrong got injured and had to leave that game, I think, you know, maybe Ohio State doesn't throw up as many points as they did, but I think Ohio State wins that game pretty easily and pretty handily. No doubt about it. And that's all I'm saying. Because Nebraska hadn't really played anybody. So you go in there, you get smacked around. And I think they are just right to get their butts whooped tomorrow. If, the, if and again, big, huge if. You know, that's the thing with my Minnesota Gophers. To, to win games like this, it almost takes a perfect effort. From from them, but you know, like I said, Wisconsin or excuse me, Nebraska is definitely there to be beaten. And let's hope that's what happens, Gopher fans. And by the way, that game is it, oh, is that a night? Did they move that tonight? Looks like that they moved it to the night on us. So let's take a look here, and then we'll move on. Um, just wanted to check Nebraska's schedule. So let's see. 
let's see. They opened up with Fresno State. They beat Wyoming. And then, of course, now at the time, their win over Oregon back on September 17th seemed like a bigger win than what it actually was. Remember, in a close game, they came, or they, yeah, they uh, beat Oregon 35-32. to Following week, Northwestern. On the road, they go up there. They win 24-13 to over Northwestern. They come back home. They got Illinois for homecoming, 31-16 win there. And then go and play a very interesting Indiana team. Indiana's always got a player or two. They have always got, you know, a quarterback that's not too bad. So Indiana's a team that can always kind of make it interesting on you. Indiana, they uh, beat Indiana 27-22. They beat Purdue 27-14. And then, of course, lost last week to Wisconsin in overtime, um, 23-17. Or not, excuse me, a couple weeks ago. And then, yeah, of course, obviously the big loss at Ohio State, 62-3. Tommy Frazier in that game, maybe they lose 42-3. Who knows? I don't know. Like I said, um, uh, I just thought Ohio State was really just going to just whoop them anyway, regardless of what happened. So that's what that one is there. Of course, Grego out there, I'm sure, ready for his tide to roll, tide roll. Me, on the other hand, no, nah, I don't think so. But, of course, they will because Mississippi State is no contest for them. All right, let's take a look here at the rest of the Big Ten schedule. You know, the Gov here, Minnesota Sports Talk, one of the things I've um, been saying and, and preaching is, you know, the, one of the reasons I started this show is because I wanted to give the upper Midwest some love in football and sports in general. Um, you know, this is a very, very proud football area. And I know, you know, Bama and all them Southern schools, but on a lesser note, you know, you get into uh, the FCS level, whether it's North Dakota State you know, I mean, they're a 15-time national champion for the old Division One A, Division Two, II, Division Three are dominated the past few years with Minnesota schools and Wisconsin schools winning a fair share of the championships. So, just want to give love for my area here. That's all I'm saying. And let's see here. Let's. Of course, we're always having issues here. Trying to get the uh, whoops, get the football schedule up. All right, and again, folks, this is sports done right. Vince Wright, sports governor. Let's try it. Let's try this again. I love being on late night live. When the crap goes down, it really goes down. All righty. Going to take a look at the standings over there. Big Ten East, you got Michigan State 6-0, Ohio State and Penn State tied at 5-1. Indiana's 3-3, Maryland 2-4, Michigan State and Rutgers are both winless. Yes, Michigan State is winless in conference, 0-6 for both of those squads. Um, What can you say, man? I mean, honestly, what can you say? I just, I don't get it, but it is what it is.
In the West, as of now, just on the numbers, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, all four and two. Iowa, three and three, along with Northwestern. Illinois at two and four, and the lowly Purdue Boilermakers at one and five. So that's the rankings in the Big Ten. And let's see here. Again, Vince Wright Sports done right. And we are getting up tomorrow's schedule for you here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out here. We're gonna we're gonna be here for a few more minutes. I know it's real late. We're at one past one fifteen now on the East Coast. I thank everybody for hanging out. Well, alrighty. Well, this just is not working, is it? Hold on here. Alrighty, finally got everything working. So tomorrow's schedule in the Big Ten Conference. Got to rep my conference here. <laughs> Grego's, I'm still here. I know you are, Grego. I know you are, man. Appreciate it. But we're going to wrap up here in a second because the Gov's actually getting kind of tired. But uh, we got Rutgers at Michigan State. Battle of the winless teams tomorrow. Some The O must go. The O must go. We got Northwestern at Purdue. We got number 10. That's right. They're a top 10 team again. Penn State at Indiana. Illinois at number 7, Wisconsin tomorrow. Ohio State's out at Maryland. Uh, Of course, we just got through talking about my Gophers down at Nebraska. Um, and we got Michigan at Iowa, and that could be that could that might be interesting, but I think Michigan's just got too much right now. Miss Mocha, I should be cuddling right now. Oh. I hear you. Denise, oh, she's out there. All right, people still cooling. All right, I like that. You know what? Maybe we'll, we got to get us, get us, we got to play a jam for the ladies before we get out of here. You know, we just free flowing tonight. I ain't got, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got no notes or nothing. We got to get something for the ladies tonight. Ladies, what do you want to hear? I know y'all got to. You know, you, you wishing you were cuddling and Miss Denise. I know she got some friends out there with them ample things. And oh, whoops! Hold on, what, what's that? What? Ladies, y'all want to hear something? Some cuddling music, some of that old baby making music. That's what it was. Shoot, I'll be back on with Reggie and in, in forty eight hours talking sports. Let's find something for the ladies. Let's play some nice couple tunes for the ladies tonight. You know, Doug don't treat y'all right. Doug always making fun of the ladies. Not not the Gov, man. Gov's got respect. Play some for the ladies, Vince. What do we got here? Very good question. Um, well, that's a, we can start there. All right, so how about my girl Yuna, a little usher to get the baby making music going? 
All you beautiful ladies out there hanging with the Gov late night here on Sports Done Right. All the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lovely Mocha Bella. Denise Milk and Cookies, the first lady. We had A. Lisa out here earlier. Everybody chilling. So before we get out of here, some of that baby making music for the ladies. Gov will be right back with you. Stay tuned.
talk to me, talk to me, baby. Come and Sometime. 
What's up out there, y'all? Some more Minneapolis baby-making Jimmy Jam. Terry Lewis music. The Human League. Human. Sports done right for the ladies. Doing a little late night thing here. Paying, paying homage to the ladies here on Sports Done Right. Now, this next tune comes to us from an old 
rock and roll group the eagles but i remember my mom my dad you know this is one of the group one of the groups they liked as well and i always thought this was a classic tune here so this one's called i can't tell you why one of my favorites by the eagles great song enjoy it ladies vince wright your sports governor
17, we fell in love. High school sweethearts. Love was so brand new. We took the vows of man and wife. Forever fly. I remember how we made our way. A little patience. The times we prayed. Can't imagine that this love is through. Oh, she wanted more 
last tune everybody's in the mood now i know they are miss mocha especially down there in south florida this is for you and thank you for joining me tonight Gave all my money 
y'all have a great night thank you for listening you know i think we're going to call this segment the makeout tape remember the old makeout tapes we used to put together fellas when we were getting them ladies back in the day well i think that was it so on behalf vince Wright, sports governor sports done right spreaker.com x squad affiliates.com thank you for listening i'm glad the ladies enjoyed that some especially miss mocha bella denise milk and cookies in bama I want to thank Elisa for joining us tonight. Her first time out the shoot. She's down there in Miami as well. Friend of the First Lady and definitely hope she will be back. And to everybody else, the usual crowd, too many to name. Thank you. And we're going to do this more often. This was a lot of fun playing some music for the ladies on the makeout tape. Maybe that'll be like the last 45 minutes of the show, last hour or something like that. But anyway, Mocha, go get it. We'll talk to you soon. Unconquered, unbowed, undefeated. You finally got it right. Sports done right. Check us out right here on Spreaker every Tuesday night. 
with your host, the big smooth Vince Wright. You can keep up with all the latest breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right group chat on Facebook. It's about time you got your sports done right. Right.